Welcome to Redefining Reality, where we live at the intersection of wellness, business, and the birth of a global tribe. So relax your body-mind, open your heart, and recognize that we are the ones we've been waiting for. Greetings, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Redefining Reality. This one is sweet. I get to hang out with my homegirl, Antoinette Gomez, badass yogi, cannabis entrepreneur extraordinaire, and a good friend who is up to some really cool stuff in this world. We talk about Tantra. We talk about Ganja Yoga. We talk about self-care and self-love. All these things that I'm a big believer and promoter of and that Antoinette is too. She does coaching around these topics with people, with couples around Tantra, relationships. She makes cannabis-infused body creams and personal lubricants under the brand Pleasure Peaks, which you are invited to check out. And she is getting ready to go to the Awakened Woman Conference. This is in November in Bali. Very exciting stuff. So this was a blast to record. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get some stuff out of it. And if you want to pop over into the iTunes and rate or review or subscribe or all the above, or just share this with someone on Facebook or an email, whatever it is, every little bit counts. Every little bit makes me happy. So thank you. Thank you for doing your part. I'm doing my part. We're all doing our part. And that's all we can do. So. Enjoy this interview and hopefully it'll blow your mind and wet your sacral center with juicy etheric energy. <laughs> maybe maybe too far. Maybe too far with that one. But uh, seriously, Tantra, harnessing the sexual energy within you is one of the keys to unlocking your potential in this life. With that... Enjoy the interview. We'll talk soon. Be well and stay beautiful. Much love. Um, everything I, I teach, um, I teach because I, I love to, I want to, I want to share it with people. And like my ganja yoga. And the same thing with tantra and yoga, both are very life trans- transformative for me. I It was a really big change. Um, I learned I learned Tantra when um when I went up north to go meet Lucy Becker. And Lucy Becker is a huge Tantra um, instructor in Toronto and she is huge. And it took me and my boyfriend there to go to a retreat and we loved it. It was so transformative for both of us. Um, what was funny was it was nothing that I would expect. I actually learned Tantra from you two years ago, probably, on just one conversation we had, and I had no idea. Mm. And it was always in the back of my mind. And it always came up in a few conversations with new people all the time, in just like little tidbits, never paid much attention to it. And one guy told me this crazy story, and he was like, man, I really want to be like this friend I have, or he can have like the craziest sex with people and I was like okay what's the craziest sex he's like this man can literally have like eight minute orgasms or like come for 15 minutes straight or um, vibrate on the body and this guy this this one friend of mine I won't mention his name but was very sex positive and was a, was just a new friend in my life and he showed me a whole new world which was really exciting and that's where I learned about like sex sex clubs, about polyamory, and this is when I was just delving into my sexuality. This is when I was just exploring. And um, he's like, yeah, 
this guy can do all these things because he, he studies Tantra. And that's when I really wanted to learn Tantra because I wanted to manipulate my body in the bedroom, which I thought would be really cool. And when I went to uh, this retreat, I learned that it was actually very far from um, bedroom play, but more of like a deeper connection with your like sacred energy. And this was actually so much more um, beneficial for me to understand than like I would have ever thought. And it was really cool when I learned it. Like I learned, I know so much about why the, I do the things I do in relationships or why I say the things I say um, and how to change it if it's coming from not, not in a place in my heart or not where a place where I want it to. And it makes you in charge of your life again, really. Mm. You, um, you, because it's not like I'm manipulating my, well, I am manipulating my body in the bedroom as well, but I'm also manipulating the way I receive and accept love too, or just energy from people, which is really exciting. And it's, it's helped me in my relationship because I, I've always felt in my relationship, because I'm with this guy on and off for five years, it was since like I was very young, like 18. And I felt like I met him three times in one day. And it's always been like a very crazy charge we've had between each other. And um, the energy that I had towards him is just mind blowing. There's no way that I can, like I want, I want to be with him all the time. So I really wanted to make it work. And um, I really wanted to try my best. And Tantra can make me do my best when it comes to love and relationships. Not just um, like partners, but also family too, which is also very important. Um, like I was mentioning before, I think, your relationships that you have with your, with your parents are very much um, related to the relationships you have later on. And I, Tantra has changed my life in so many aspects of my life that I feel like I just need to share it with people. Mm. I just love sharing with people. I love sharing that something amazing happened to me and it's not out of the ordinary. It feels very familiar on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And I really want to share that with people all around the world, wherever I can. Mm -hmm. you know? So that's why I like these... Um, these retreats that I now do, it's that I just get to show people how to love themselves again and how to share that energy. And, you know, tantric or your sacred energy, your sacred sexual energy, your erogenous energy is the most powerful energy on this planet. <laughs> yeah, the creative force, right? We can make human beings, we can bring human beings out of the <laughs> ethereal realms onto the earth through the combination of this energy. And it's so interesting. I mean, I resonate a lot with what you said. And like, I don't know if we've ever talked about how I even discovered Tantra. Yeah, actually. So I first came across it like five years ago. I think it was after, it was the summer of first year of university. So I finished up my first year. This was after I was recovering my appendix at this time. And just like chilling at home, not doing that much. I was doing summer school. So summer school during the day, smoke a, smoke a bag of uh, vapors at night, and then like watch TV or play video games. That was my summer. Whoa. And one night, I would have been 18. Okay, cool. And one night, I came across a show called Sex Matters. It's like one of those local uh, late night cable shows. Mm -hmm. And they had this guy on called Baba Dez, who was like a tantrika, tantra mm -hmm. practitioner, yogi dude, who was talking about this documentary that was playing at Hot Docs. Um, and so they were talking about what Tantra is and the whole concept of sacred sexuality and how you can use that to essentially do magic in the world. Mm -hmm. And they talked about a few other things, but, but that set off a spark to where I was like, holy shit, like this is crazy. So I started watching YouTube videos and like trying breathing practices and like experiencing some of that stuff where you'd have these powerful orgasmic sort of waves going through your body, even with no partner at all just by using your breath and using your uh, arousal. And so that was like five years ago that was planted. Um, but it wasn't until about a year ago now that I ended up in a place with a partner 
and a group. We had a study group that we decided, okay, we're going to go through this book, the Jewel and the Lotus book. Oh, beautiful. And so we went through it, we did bi-weekly <laughs> meetings, and holy crap, it's just like so profound, the states that you can experience. And like you were saying, how it affects, you know, it's, it's not about sex, it's about life. It's about how you're interfacing with life. And what I love about it is that it brings up all the shit, right? It's like it's made to do that as a form of like psychotherapy in a way. <laughs> but instead of, sitting, instead of sitting in an office paying some dude 200 bucks an hour to like talk, you can make love and do meditations and bring up the same sort of thing. Probably even far more effective than just talking, oh, yeah, right? Because you're moving the energy, which is, I think is what like Western psychotherapy like misses. It's like you can't just mental and like intellectualize everything. You gotta do something with it. They say when you go through a breakthrough, it's really you're just clearing up all of the boots, the debris you have, and all of your chakras and mazes, mm. all of the things we're carrying on that we're not having a good enough energy flow, and we're just breaking down those things through a breakthrough. Yeah, which makes sense, which makes sense. And then so for people listening that might not know what chakras and nadis are, mm -hmm. chakras are the main energy centers of the body. They sort of correspond to your endocrine glands. There's about seven that are typically mentioned that run along the length of the spine. And nadis would be energy channels, sort of like acupuncture meridians, okay. right? So there's ben far lines. more, yeah, there's far mm -hmm. more of them um, that are just permeating everything. And so what you're saying is that we store unprocessed emotions or we store whatever the thing is, maybe chemical toxicities. I mean, that's more a physical thing, mm -hmm. but we store dirt and gunk, things that weigh us down yeah. in those. And then by bringing light to them through a practice like this, yeah. we can. Yeah. Including lots of breath work in, um, in Tantra too is really like learning how to soften the heart with your breath, like just the breath, H-A, mm -hmm. is really good at, at um, softening the heart. I use that in my um, my, my Tantra Ganja Yoga practices as well. Okay. <laughs> um, I use that a lot in my practice, in Ujjayi breath, which is just known for cleansing the body. saying kundalini yoga which i haven't um, been teaching but i've been taking a few classes i've really enjoyed and understand the connection between tantra and kundalini although with ganja yoga i'm i'm definitely a huge advocate for ganja yoga just mm. because it immediately lets go of the ego or whatever you're really trying to carry for most um, students and that just that makes it my life so much easier <laughs> and their life easier as well like you, you find results a lot more faster mm -hmm. cannabis is just good for so many different things um, it's just so so beneficial but what I really love is that it will it will not tolerate the ego at all it will just vanish mm. well yeah it's like it's like yoga was really invented by you know and the way I understand it, like these sages and, and, you know, masters of some sort that tended to smoke a lot of hash, <laughs> right? Because I mean, how else do you come up so with all much. these poses? How else do you got it? You got to have some altered state going on to be able to come up with these like hundreds or thousands of different ways to breathe and move to give yourself like psychedelic experiences mm -hmm. if, if you so desire. But um, it's also through breath and movement can just do that on its own. So you don't need the hashish, right? But adding it is so much more beneficial. But yoga on its own is, is really transformational. Mm -hmm. What I found especially for people who can't relax, which is like a lot of people living in the modern world, it's like it forces it, right? Mm -hmm. To where it might bring you to a place where you don't, you don't need it anymore. And you can just do your thing and sink into that state. But... If you're so tightly wound, like so many are, you almost need like a, like the training wheels, so to say, as to, okay, okay, now your breath is gonna expand and you're gonna become aware of your body. 
I mean, I can't tell you how many years, probably the first 18 years of my life, I lived in my head. Yeah. And then coming into the body through yoga is like this profound realization of, oh my God, I've been missing out on like 99% of my experience. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, cannabis, I mean, such a good tool, such a good tool. Exactly. I'm excited to see where this all goes because I know you and me both, we actually met at a Ganja Yoga class at oh, yeah, the House yeah. of Yoga um, where our friend and teacher, Lucilene Pansini, does mm-hmm. her thing. And as far as I know, she's still the only one in the city that's like really putting it out there and doing it. Yeah. Which I feel like in the next couple of years is going gonna, is gonna to change. Like it's going to be far there's more a, There's common. a few Ganja Yoga teachers now in Toronto. We should be only at the Conscious Consumption Studio, but it's been branching out more. Okay. Yoga in Toronto has just been branching out more to a lot of different things, which is really exciting. Well, on Yoga in the World, right? You want to put him in a, a room? Is he okay? Yeah. yeah. Do you want me to? Sure. I'll get my doggy out of here. Relax. Yeah. So we're putting the big energetic puppy, Fiji, Fiji into his yeah. own space. Just one of my gym tops. Busy day. Uh, train like an angel. Oh, Victoria's Secret. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. If you look at like ancient art, a lot of those angels are pretty ripped, right? Yeah, totally. They're pretty like jacked, and they're like they've been doing their. And then I <laughs> went to go pick up my uh, Vegas essential because I was all sold out. <laughs> Look what he gave me. Peace, love, and Popeyes. Peace, love, and Popeyes. <laughs> so. So yeah, so I mean, people might be wondering, okay, tantric yoga or kundalini yoga, I mean, the two, as far as I can tell, are pretty intertwined, right? There's a lot of crossover. Yeah. If not... Well, kundalini is just all, all your chakras. It's just, an, well, I can't really speak much about it, but because I'm not a tantric, I mean, I'm not a kundalini, kundalini yoga instructor, but I know it's dealing with um, just unleashing, like activating all of your chakras and getting a better so it's very um I would say it's advanced I took one class and my whole body was just buzzing at the end of it mm-hmm. it was a lot well yeah that's the thing and that's like I've had friends in the past where they've tried it and like been overwhelmed mm-hmm. right their system can't handle that amount of energy which isn't it's that surprising beautiful. yeah but it's like it's I mean it's like anything you have to really be aware and like go at your own pace yeah and have a proper teacher who can support you mm-hmm. if you get into, you know, an overwhelming state or an overwhelming situation. Yeah. But it's, from what I understand, it's like the most elegant in terms of like efficiency, as it were, or like fastest way to quote unquote enlightenment, mm-hmm. which I don't know what that means necessarily, opening yeah. your sensors, being balanced, I don't know. Um, so godness. Yeah, <laughs> but, which they also say about Tantra, right? And so whereas some people think about spiritual practices as like, oh, you're going to be a monk, meditating, fasting, being celibate. Tantra really says, no, let's flip that and let's use the intensity of the energy around our sexual centers Mm -hmm. as fuel for our enlightenment or for our growth or for whatever, right? Because if we see it as just creative force, that can be directed into anything. You can start a business, right? You can take your sexual energy and start a business or do an art creation or whatever it is. And so I imagine people that come see you are, you know, likely to have something like that, something they want to create, Mm -hmm. something they want to give birth to, right? Is that, is that? Not usually, no, actually. No? It's a great way to think of it, but not usually, no. the people that uh, usually come out to me have like a calling towards it, Tantra specifically. Mm. Not like wanting to put that energy into something else, but really just like a yearning for connection again. Like mm. all of my clients um, have in the beginning definitely had like a very dormant sex life. Um, 
have feelings of not feeling anything. Um, and most of them have either relationship issues or having issues finding one. But it all mm. stems from um, honestly loving yourself and not connecting with that again. And people can be so, can numb their bodies subconsciously by just doing your, your daily life, of whether it's being in school or working a lot. Um, it's really easy to forget about yourself. I remember when I was younger, I didn't really care about like what I ate, what I, what I, what I used to eat, eat <laughs> what I ate, or um, what, um, what I used to do to my body. Like I didn't care if I got hurt or it'd be fine because it's just like my body, you know? But once you realize it's the only one you have and it's not working the way you would like it to or it wasn't working the way it used to, you start to wonder why. And, and especially if it becomes um, frustrating for some, right? Mm. It can be very hurtful too. Um, if a person has to deal with it alone. So, well, this is something, mm-hmm. and it's all um, very similar to experiences that I've gone through. And it's all, so it's really um, amazing that I just, you know, get to help people out with things that I've done before. Yeah, well, which is the, the brilliance of coaching, right? And the beauty of it is to guide someone along a process that you ha- have an understanding and an experience of to make it a little bit less turbulent right smooth mm-hmm. up the kinks a little bit because i don't know about you but I, I sure stumbled my way through a lot of challenges and trying to find pieces of information or teachers or whoever else um but shit it's hard <laughs> it can get really hard right and what you said about um people not feeling much or not having like much of a sex life or sex drive i've been there and then it's like our bodies you know, when we're lacking in health overall, that's the fir- one of the first things to go mm-hmm. is the sex drive because you don't need to reproduce if you're not healthy, right? So your body will shut off the energy that's going to feed those hormones and going to feed those systems and direct it to survival, right? And so many of us are in a fight, a, a fight or flight or freeze sort of state all the time mm-hmm. that it's like, okay, there's no time to relax and make love. It's like I, food, shelter, money, finances, like covering the and bases. And it trickles into everyone as it's just normal work. It's just normal setting. It's just normal day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Right? Which I like to talk about the difference between common and normal, mm-hmm. right? It's very common in our time to have these, but it's not normal. Yeah. Normal exactly. would be feeling healthy and vital and full of energy mm-hmm. and having a strong, healthy sex drive. That's normal, mm-hmm. right? But common, is that common? I don't know, I don't think so. Which is, I mean, that's why we need people like you doing the work you're doing. For sure. So we can change what's what's common mm-hmm. back into what's normal. And what was the other piece? There's something else you said there that I wanted to grab onto. Oh yes, self-love, right? So I, f- I see a lot of people, and I see it, I experienced it as a young man. I mean, I'm still a young man but a more inexperienced young man, and I see it in friends and family and whoever, is that um, you know we're looking for someone to validate us or to love us or to make us feel worthy or to make us feel appreciated or all those things. Um, but we're never gonna fully receive it until we've given it to ourselves, right? It's like everything starts with you. And so by by learning these tools, by learning these systems, uh, by finding these practices as a way to tune into your own being, you can you can become the person who is able to attract the partner that will be a match, right? And, for, and you'll match up, and you'll grow together. You might live until you're old together. You might not, but it's gonna be you're gonna you have to become that person first, right? So do you find people that they're like, oh, I just want to have amazing sex? It's like, okay, you gotta start at the Basics. Oh yeah, too. All the time. <laughs> Everybody wants that, but I have to. There's definitely a process. Um, I want to touch on that part that you said. Um, you, people always want to feel validated or love, um, but they have to do it for their, themselves first. Yes and no. Um, there's there's two parts to it. There's the, the first part is you need to. You, yes, you do need to love yourself before anybody can really love you, but you need to know yourself, mostly. Mm. It's, it's 
Like, can you um, come to terms with who you are and what you love and the things that you like and be okay with that? Um, and, ex and accept these things and not shame yourself for these things or, um, or, but, so you do need to have a full understanding of who you are and really love it and enjoy it. Because uh, honestly, when you can finally be honest with yourself, it's just amazing how, much, how amazing humans are, <laughs> to mm -hmm. be honest. <laughs> Every time I go through these experiences with um, all of my clients, I realize like, wow, I thought you were an amazing person when I met you, but you were truly like inspirational, just as a human mm -hmm. as you are. Um, and following, like, just with everything that you're showing me. And the second part is this, so we're in like an age of duality. Everything is black or white, right? Or male, female. Um, but what I've learned in Tantra is males have a role to play and females have a role to play. Um, and I, I love this because we both have so much to offer in both very beautiful, different ways. And it's a tie, it's a tie of Shiva and Shakti, your male and female energy, right? And women always need to feel safe in a relationship, and they always need to feel desired. It's very important for a woman to feel. If she doesn't feel these things, um, it, it just leads to um, a trickling effect of disaster in her life. This is one of the root causes of many um, disaster relationships. And males need to feel needed and appreciated, but definitely needed. And to feel like they're the hero, like they can help you. Um, and that is just the world for you guys. <laughs> mm. um, you guys are here to serve, right, men, which is just is a beautiful thing. And women are the very compassionate and soft part. But being in these in these different roles in different ways and little things during during your day-to-day -day life help you so much um, on having a healthier relationship like for example when I get home I make sure that I'm not working when, when I get home later on in the day I make sure I'm not working because I know my partner will be home soon and I don't want to get into I don't want to stay in my masculine energy before I because during the day, I'm all masculine. I, I work really crazy hours, and at the end of the day, I just want to wind down and relax so I can get back into in touch with my feminine side so my partner could enjoy that. Um, and my partner, when he gets home, also isn't um, just crazy busy at work all day, but he also needs an hour because he's a, he's a man who thinks differently than women, but he needs a, a way to calm his circuits down a little bit <laughs> to really give me the full attention I would truly deserve, enjoy as a woman. And for him to do that, he's either like either sipping on a beer or playing some video games for like a few minutes, but that's when we can really connect and be conscious that we're really sharing our feminine and masculine energy because we know that when we do this, it's when we're the happiest. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I say, babe, I just really don't want to deal with like the paperwork right now. Just not right now, because I'm with you. And I don't want to go into my masculine energy and just feel like a little bit sporadic or have a little bit of anxiety, or just a little bit on edge, just because I feel like I need to take on all the roles. I need to be the man. I need to take on all these jobs. And that would easily get me into my masculine energy of being the hero. Whereas if I stay in the feminine, just really be there for him and really enjoy my time so these are these are little like tricks that um, that have Tantra has has taught me um, to understand how to deal with deal with our relationship appropriately which has been so exciting because I've never been like happier with him and I feel like he feels the same way and it's really beautiful how we wanted this relationship to work out for so long and finally is after we've both grown so much mm -hmm. there's a lot of growing to do on both ends but us learning tantra together has 
made our relationship so beautiful. It's priceless. <laughs> mm. It's something that I want to share with everyone. Yeah, well, I mean, it just reminds me of just how important just to understand, just to have an understanding of polarity and masculine and feminine energy, not necessarily male, female as genders, because we all, we all can range on the spectrum, right? Um, but yeah, you see so many people, or like you have working couples, right? And they both go to work and they both come home. And if they don't shut off, then it's just two masculines doing their thing and like polarity falls off and then the sex falls off and they wonder what's going on, what's wrong with me, like why is this happening? Um, but when you understand it from that level, it's so clear. It's like, oh, it's simple. We're both, you know, there's no polarity, right? So I like to think of it as physics, right? To me, everything is it's physics. Beautiful. I was never a fan of physics. <laughs> <laughs> so I love physics. That was like my favorite science. Um, to the point where I remember having arguments <laughs> with someone about what's more important, physics or biology. It's a stupid argument to have. Totally. But I believe physics is more fun <laughs> fundamental. It's more fundamental because before biological life existed, physics was already in place. Mm -hmm. But um, just to understand, just to understand like what we're made of. And yeah, and uh, <laughs> to understand what we're made of, right? So we know, okay, why, why this is happening, or why we're experiencing certain things, um, and then how to navigate, right? So you really can empower yourself, your relationship. Um, you can take charge of your life. You can make those conscious choices, right? That's what I like doing. I love knowing more, so I can make more smarter choices. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and take on more responsibility and really, um, this is something I wanted to get to from the beginning, right? When people say, oh, I want to have a more, uh, more amazing sex life or a more amazing whatever, I think the tendency might be to think that it's going to be through some crazy act, like it's like some yeah. physical act, but like, All no, the it's, it's, the, it's the consciousness, <laughs> They know exactly right? what it looks it's the, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? It's whatever fantasy they've picked up from, you know, yeah. wherever. Um, which is cool, right? Go ahead and fulfill your fantasies. Do a lot of stuff, but do it with consciousness. Right? Do it with awareness. Don't do be, everything with awareness. Yeah, don't be driven by this mental fascination. Um, but rather have a vision and hold that and move toward that and then create that mm -hmm. and be aware the whole time. I think that's the, really the goal, is to be aware of more for longer periods of time. It's not easy when we're subconscious, this kicks into autopilot and we just go and do our thing and whatever. Um, but it's such a fun journey, right? And to look back and see where you've come from yeah. and to see, oh my, I can't believe I was like existing <laughs> like that, you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a beautiful journey. It's a beautiful journey of um, just transformation. Like you said, transformation. I mean, that to me, transformation is like, why I feel, I'll speak for myself, why I feel like I'm here, really. Um, because like, what else is there? I mean, like growth and learning and transforming into the best version of yourself, the highest version, the most enlightened, whatever the words you want to use. Um, like nothing's more fulfilling than that. Maybe, uh, although helping others do it might be more fulfilling yeah. than having your own journey, right? Do you feel like that? Do you feel like the gift, like if you recognize the gift it is to have this and to be able to share it with people? It is a gift. It is a gift. On so many different levels. <laughs> I love watching um, people tra transform when they can finally... I love it when people just find nirvana for the first time. That's That's when they finally like are able to see through a different light. And I get that when, um, especially in my ganja yoga practices, um, it's usually like after the first class. <laughs> I won't lie, it's like um, most of my people that come to my classes have never 
taken yoga before, but they really come for either the ganja or like the tantra part. So after uh, the feedback I get from people after my first ganja yoga class are just beautiful, just because it's so cha- life changing as well. But um, my transformation was was definitely a gift because I started in the entertainment industry when I was very young, and it was so um, it was so negative for me. It was very it was a very poisonous environment to the point where I had to break up with my boyfriend, quit my job, leave the country all in the weekend, and. I had to say no and I just quit everything. My body just shut down. It's like, I can't do this anymore. And I'm Peruvian, so I went down to Peru immediately. Went to go see my grandmother and I just started eating healthy food again and just trying to get back on a better path. That's all I wanted to do. Just be better, you know? Just take some like cautious steps uh, on bettering myself. And when I went to Peru, I was like eating, I got to go to the market with my grandmother and there were all these crazy fruits that I've never seen. So I was like, what are these things? So I was doing like a whole bunch of research, just taking pictures of cool fruits and then like looking them up. And that's when I found um, that there was so much information about food that I had no idea about, (laughs) like so much. Um, And I was eating like Chinese food, like every single day in New York, you know? I was eating the worst food and I was drinking so much and it was terrible for my health. But I knew nothing about just the basics of like digestion, of like even if you're not chewing your food properly, you're not even really absorbing it. But it goes down to the water that you're drinking, all of the um, fluoride in our water to all of the other um, like chlorines and stuff like that. But so I started to eat a little bit healthier and I started to feel better. I knew something was clicking. It was like my mind and body were finally clicking again. Um, and, uh, and I was finally feeling a little bit more connected. And I moved back to Toronto. And I was like, you know, I just want to get like a small job. You know, maybe do some yoga or whatever. And I get like a little job like a block away from my house, which was super sweet. And it ended up being a vapor lounge and a gourmet grilled cheese cafe. <laughs> and it was called Get Melted at the time. And I loved it, I had so much fun. Um, And then I started um, taking a ganja yoga class at Conscious Consumption at Christian Blood. And I took one class and I was hooked immediately. I like gave Lou the biggest hug. (laughs) And I knew I had to come again. So I started coming to our class three times a week, all of our classes, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, uh, every week. And then I started teaching tra- uh, teacher training with her, like probably like about eight months after, which was beautiful. Mm. Um, yeah, the teacher training was absolutely beautiful. Lou's such a beautiful person. It's it's a gift to just even meet her. <laughs> I learned so much for her that I try to just inspire and hold the energy that she shared with me with others. She's a true yogi and she really practices practices the principles every day and she's always striving to be better herself and she has a beautiful family in her own shop she really um she really perfects the feminine balance in feminine leadership <laughs> right which is so perfect it's just so funny that i say that because um i'm going to be teaching a retreat in bali in november and it's the Awakened Woman Conference, and it's about um, gathering feminine leaders all around the world and understanding the importance of um, a holistic balance when being a feminine leader, since it can be very hectic to have a lot on your shoulder. And yet again, um, balancing the polarities of a masculine and and feminine when working. So that's such a... um, it's such a cool how I just tied the two together today. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't really notice that. It's like a full circle. As life tends to be, right? Always. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's such a fun moment when you see the thread mm-hmm. and you see it connect. And you're like, oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. It all makes so much more sense now. Um, 
And it makes, I mean, just talking about, you know, awakened women and leadership. Um, from what I understand from the little bit of studying I've done, you know, a lot of traditional cultures would have been governed by sort of a council of women, right? Mm -hmm. They were able to, uh, you know, understand the needs of the tribe and the community that were more in tune with nature, that could sense the seasons and what's going on on the planet. Um, and that they were the ones to look to for direction. Mm -hmm. And then they would give that direction to the men that would go and do it and go and you know, make the thing happen. Um, so it's a, a completely sort of counter to our current day. Well, I don't even know if it's counter, it's just because the current day we have like this corporate, this weird corporate entity that's sort of trying to direct things and people are working for it. And more <laughs> people are working for themselves, which is really cool. Yeah, right? more so, so now than doing, ever. Yeah, exactly, because we have all There's these tools. Change. Exactly. It's like we've awakened. People are always talk about like the awakening. It's like wake up. It's like, no, we've awakened. As a whole. And now it's like we're just stepping into leadership and we're stepping into our power and we're stepping into freedom to create what we want to create. Um, so a very, very amazing time to be alive and to live oh, yeah. in a place like Toronto, right? Because yeah. the amount of things happening. The up-and-coming city to live in right now. Yeah. On every level. I hear mm. even the film industry, you, you probably have a better understanding. Yeah. I was talking to a friend yesterday who does film, and he's like, it's a really good time to be in Toronto for film. Yeah, you got there's the like conscious 30 community. productions going on in Toronto right now. There's 70 going on in Vancouver, and that's just for um, IATSE, which is like the film um, industry in Toronto, pretty much. Mm. Which is really exciting. My boyfriend does um, lighting, and he was working on suicide squad and now he's working on rain right now which is really exciting but he's he's doing a lot of um side side like side gigs um just because there's they need people every day mm. it's really great work though he loves it he's been in it for a while now mm. Mm. I actually worked my first day on set like last week. That's how busy they yeah. are. I worked. <laughs> yeah. doing like, like I was um, PA stuff. I was doing like electric because that's what like my boy my boyfriend does. So I was just um, shadowing him for a day, which okay. is fun. Yeah, it was really cool to be on set. And I like a lot of really um, professional guys. Like I was very lucky to meet the crew that I was working with. It was awesome. I learned a lot. Nice. And now I'm, I'm probably going to be going into the camera apprentice program, which is really exciting because his, his dad is a DOP director of photography. So mm. he's going to show me some stuff. And I love photography, and it would really be cool to get back to that, which is really exciting. And what I love about film is that it's great that all, like, my life is always like, I can never work for anybody else. I really need to make my own schedule. I want to be able to call in and off whenever I please. And film will always give me that opportunity, which is awesome, because you can choose which days you want to work and which, and um, or you can sign on to an actual show. Mm. But most people are dailies, and at a time right now, you should be a daily because there's so many productions going on, so much money. There's it's 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 just so stupid how much money is in film. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Part of me wants to like get in there it's like kind of, what can I do can I make smoothies can I be a smoothie bar runner for some celebrities yeah and this is honestly the probably it is like the only only and best time to get it because the film industry is like an old boys club mm. um, you can't really get into it unless you've been grandfathered in by like your parents or um, have been recommended by someone from a union it's a very close knit union so it's very, very hard to get in. But there's just this gap right now, like only right now that's just starting in Toronto where we have so many productions, like so many productions. There's a point where like we're getting these crazy trailers, like we have to get the big trailers because all the other trailers are sold out. Wow. Yep, it's getting hectic in Toronto. But it, it's really, I, I really like it because I really like the culture it brings to Toronto and it's absolutely perfect. If we can get more um, productions here, I think it'd be amazing. Especially because our dollar is so low, they're going to be filming here. Um, Toronto, I've, I've traveled like everywhere around the world. And 
Toronto is so safe for celebrities, um, for people that are flying in. And it's there's so many different, um, you have so much range here in Toronto, right? Because mm-hmm. we have a huge city, but we also have like farmland, like we're on the farm sometimes for the, the show we're shooting, because we have to shoot like a castle and stuff like that. So you really have so much here. And, every, and not everything's like far, far out either. Mm-hmm. So it's super exciting. <laughs> Wicked. Yeah. I'll keep you in touch with that. If you're interested, I'll definitely get you connected. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about that offline. The daily Mm -hmm. cash jobs are always, I'm always open to those. Yeah. And I can serve in many aspects. So, anyways, that's a whole nother nother story. But cool (laughs) to see that. um, And I mean, just like, you know, this whole awakening, the awakened it can't not funnel into entertainment right a lot of people see hollywood oh, totally. as like this this like giant i wish you know, i could tell you what happened the illuminati <laughs> the illuminati control everything and all this and this and this but it's like there's a lot of good messages coming out if you're able to pick them up mm-hmm. um from maybe not necessarily like the really big movies although i think there's still a lot in that um but uh just as a way to portray themes and concepts and ways of thinking like I saw the coolest movie that I've seen recently probably one of my favorite movies now was called Captain Fantastic have mm-hmm. you heard about this it was like an independent film but it had a little bit of a screening at uh, Bay and Bloor and it's essentially this guy who's like raising his kids in the wild him and his wife decide to raise their kids in the, in the wild the wife gets sick it's just all on him and it's such a cool picture of like what to me like rewilding means and looks like which is like living in harmony with nature being mentally and physically fit um, like we would have had to be if we were mm-hmm. living in a more natural indigenous setting um, and like growing your own food and hunting and having community and making music around a fire at each night like mm-hmm. to me that's like after we've gotten most of our other base needs taken care of those things are what really like bring soul into living completely. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've just had a blast banging on a drum around a fire. <laughs> Usually with some cannabis in my system too to enhance everything, <laughs> but it just brings you back to like tribal life and like oh, it's so simple, but it's so satisfying. It's so it's, like, it's better than any movie. It's better than any concert. Maybe not better than any concert. I mean, so, <laughs> it depends. But um, reestablishing that connection. And I wonder where you still in this, like, do you, like, because I mean, we've talked in the past about holistic wellness centers and retreats. I mean, clearly you're getting into the retreat space. Um, but like, do you see yourself living full time in the city beyond like five years, ten years? Like, do you have a vision there, or are you just taking things so? as they come? No, uh, I'm looking at properties right now. I'm looking at properties in both Muskoka and Toronto, actually. Yeah, because. I love living downtown. Like currently, I live as downtown as it gets. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love that everything's so accessible. But I was also born and raised here. You know, I'm also thinking about co-living, like roaming. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm, I want to get to the point where I'm doing retreats once a month. Um, and I want to constantly be moving. I want to constantly be traveling. It's what I love doing. Mm-hmm. And. I've always been one to work towards having a retreat center. So if I can have that in my living space, that would be best. Um, especially because I'm not, I'm not even in Toronto for a full year ever. So mm. I would love to um, create that retreat space in my home and be able to use it as well here. But Toronto will always be my home. That's the thing. I've traveled all around the world, and there's still no place like <laughs> like home. Mm. You know, after every trip. I just can't wait to come home because mm. everything of mine is here. I have my lovely dog, but I do love traveling, you know? But I feel like Muskoka is probably as far as I'm gonna get from Toronto. Mm. So a couple hours. Yeah. But yeah. then I, again, I also wanna do like retreats in Toronto, but just like a few hours out of Toronto, which Muskoka would probably be like an hour or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wanna be like, I want to engulf myself in nature again. 
Mm. I really do love the idea of a house, and he loves a dog. Just loves the backyard. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, he would tear it up in like a forest, right? Just oh yeah. Free ranging. Yeah, I'm there too, and I'm thinking about living in like a van or an RV of some sort, and like you know, staying with friends and stuff. And you know, I'm in the city or getting a gym membership and using their bathrooms for showers and whatnot. Everyone I know who's lived in the van says it's the best. So I don't know. I'm not there yet. But the idea there would be that you're able to then travel to retreats or to events or to festivals and lead workshops, do your work online for coaching clients, um, but then always have all your necessities with you, but not be tied down. Yeah. So to me, that's sort of that's where I'm aiming towards within like maybe a year or two that I'll have that going. Yeah, because I mean, I want to drive all across North America. Mm -hmm. There's so much to see, and I haven't seen hardly any of it. Um, and then when it gets cold, I can go south and skip winter, um, like live in the desert or live in California or go to Mexico and Central South America. So, that's, yeah, that's if, you're take, if you're with. thinking of going that far, a van will definitely be necessary. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd be exciting. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could do it. No. Personally. Like I, I don't know, maybe. A little bit too high maintenance for a man. I'm a little I'm a little bit high maintenance. Yeah, no worries. I'm sure you could do it for like a month or two probably. You can and, and if you got an R V I can meet you got you there. a pimped out <laughs> you, got a, you got a pimped out R V that has like an infrared sauna in it and like a massage chair and like maybe some like light therapy. You know, you could make it no, It's like a mobile do. spa, right? You can make a mobile spa. Yeah, you totally could if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Like we were thinking the optimal setting. We're mm -hmm. still working towards these things. We're clearly on the same path, right? We're on similar paths, I should say. Mm -hmm. uh, what's beautiful is that, yeah, we, we met probably a year ago and to see how much we've both grown within a year has been beautiful. I mean, two years. Years now? I think it's two years. Jeez. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Another powerful connection from Ganji Yoga. Mm -hmm. So, where would you like to direct people if they want to learn more? I'll put links to everything, whether it's retreats, whether it's a Facebook page. Where are you if people want to contact you? Where should they look up? Yes, I have two websites. I have. Uh, the zenlivinglifestyle.com so it's z-e-n living lifestyle mm -hmm. and my which is and then I have my tantric um, counseling which is pleasurepeaks.com and before I forget two yeah. questions that I wanted to get before well I guess it's maybe three morning and or evening rituals do you have them what are they do you want to can you share nutritionally lifestyle meditation like how do you bookend your days for the best outcomes i love my morning rituals <laughs> i have to do them so my boyfriend wakes up seriously early like 6 a.m um so I'm probably tossing and turning by that time. Fiji bothers me to wake, walk him in the morning by like seven. I have to walk him for a long walk, so I go to the basin just behind our building. It's like a really big park uh, that he can go run around with. But I have to walk him early because he has a crazy fur coat and it's really hot in Toronto. So it's the mm. only time he can get a really good run. So I'm outside, like breathing a lot of fresh air, consciously like my first few breaths, like trying to like out my own lungs. Me being a cannabis smoker, I'm very conscious about my lungs. <laughs> um, and after I, I have a long walk with him in the morning, I come home, I have lemon water, and I do, I do ganja yoga. I usually vaporize. Mm. I usually vaporize. But if I don't, um, lately I have been using lots of rosin, which has been amazing if you've ever tried it. Mm. 
which is purely um, pressed flowers. So I'll have rosin and I'll do my ganja yoga and then I also do uh, massage, I just self-massage my body with a few like different tools that I have that I use myself. Mm. Massage is so important, I cannot say it enough for everybody in everyone's life. I feel like so amazing now just with like years of self-massage and yoga, my body is so much more aligned than it was years ago. Mm -hmm. I can I feel like today was honestly the first day where I could feel like I did like the perfect squat in the world in the world like I was lifting like 120 today mm. and um, I did like a full range squat which is really hard for a person that has um, uh, very tight hips that I used to have I've been opening up my hips a lot mm. um, but they were probably like the tightest hips I've ever seen anyone have <laughs> 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 but like they've come so far that I can do a full range squat um, which is a huge milestone for me. Mm -hmm. So yoga, massage, and fresh air every morning, lemon water every day. Um, lemon water just, for anyone um, with like IBS, I feel like I have IBS, and lemon water just helps me like um, have like bowel movements in the morning just to cleanse my body. Don't re recommend anyone drink um, lemon water if they haven't used the washroom in a few days because it can ferment food that hasn't gone but lemon water is definitely a must in the morning mm. and ganja you know ganja yoga is very so important okay and do you have evening rituals ways to wind down other than smoking before bed like that's literally the only thing I probably like have literally done every time before mm. I go to bed yeah I went through I've gone through phases where that's, I would do a similar routine. It wasn't so much yoga as it was just straight up self-massage, but get a bag from the volcano and roll around on your tight spots for like an hour. Yeah. Holy crap, like your day is just. Mm -hmm. I love that. <laughs> it's like you can breathe properly. That's what it was for me, it's like I can breathe. I can really be grounded in like myself. And with that, I think we'll wrap. So thank you all for listening. I have links to everything in the show notes, everything we mentioned here from Tantra to maybe some of the books that have been good for us to Antoinette's website, the retreats that she's getting into. You should check out the Awaken Woman conference. It's going to be amazing. Like mm. I am so excited. Is that a series or is that just one event that's happening in, one event. in November? November 20th to the 27th. Okay. In Bali, Indonesia. Okay. Um, it's it's gonna be absolutely amazing. Like the speakers are having. Is it only open to women, or is it open to? So they just opened up a brotherhood side, um, like last month. So they are there are men packages, which is exciting, because like a lot of women want to bring their partners as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm really excited that they're also gonna go through a really cool transformation. But it's all about mm. gathering, um, like feminine leaders all around the world from a whole bunch of different sides and showing like the holistic balance between them which is super important um, me as like a, a woman that's also an entrepreneur I definitely can say that this um, retreat is definitely going to help me a lot just hear from a whole bunch of different sides and it's going to be very supportive and you're going to learn a lot there's going to be tons of workshops um, to take all week because the whole conference mm. um, so you you're definitely gonna get like a bang for your buck. You're gonna learn a whole bunch of different stuff and see a lot of speakers. So I'm really excited. If one person I'm excited to see is BB McGill, Beyonce's uh, creative director and guitarist and yogi. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Like, I can't wait to meet her. Quite so. the combo. Right? And that's what I love about women entrepreneurs. They're really like, heck, I just want to do anything I love. Mm. You know, and I want to follow through with that. I just want to share it with people. And that's the movement I'm on. Yeah. yeah. So that's, um, you can find that at the awconference.org. Okay. awconference.org. Mm. Look for the links. Again, thank you. Practice some Tantra, practice some deep breathing, find some intimacy in your lives. These are just invitations. I'm not trying to prescribe anything, but it's been transformative for myself. It's been transformative for Antoinette, many other people. And that could be you too, if you so desire. 
So thanks for listening. Be well and stay beautiful. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. Thanks for being on. Okay. Peace. Take care, guys. I'm capsizing, the waves are rising and rising.